Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 26. Well, hello, everyone. This episode, you get to listen to me, myself, and I. Yes, it is Nate, and I don't have any guests on here this time. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, I couldn't rope anybody else in. <laughs> they were all busy doing, working on their own projects. I don't know. It's like they have important things or something. And the other one is I've had some really interesting thoughts, some tests, some experiments I've been running recently. And a few of the threads in the, well, one particular thread in the Project 24 community has sparked this. And I realized it was time to finally talk about this uh, here on the podcast before it becomes official anywhere else. So you got it here. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the concept of deleting videos from your channel, or as I would say, probably just privating them. You don't necessarily have to just fully delete the video. So when should you do it? Should you even do it? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Now, this came because as a result of a thread, this is from Project 24 member Rise8, and it was called, I'm making my best performing video private, and here's why. And they're describing, going through this process of, uh, they, they wrote, their, their channel is not about this particular series, but they made a video about this series, and the author of the series, it's called the Murderbot Diaries series, um, shared their video on their Twitter and blog, and it led to a massive spike in views on that video. And it continues to get views. So he's looking, he's using the um, vidIQ channel audit tool to kind of see where traffic is coming from, specifically the top videos for top suggestion, meaning videos that are not owned by your channel over the past 30 days, what videos are leading traffic to your channel. And he found out that the top five videos were all about this Murderbot Diaries series. And so um, it was all leading to that one video, which was not the audience umbrella that we were trying to target with the channel. Now, from the get-go, so, so the conclusion here was, hey, I'm making the video private. I'm kind of concerned. I don't know. Maybe this is a good idea. I'm not sure. But based on my findings, that's what I'm going to do. So surface level, we look at that and we think, I'm, I'm going to dive in here. I hope you're ready listening to this. Buckle up. Or if you're driving, I hope you're already buckled up. <laughs> uh, if you're one to take notes, feel free to pop out some notes. But, but really, what the first thing I'm looking at here is surface level. We look at that and we say, well, any engagement is good engagement. Like we get, we're getting views. We're getting outside people. The algorithm is doing its work of getting outside viewers to my channel. Are all of those things good? Yeah, they are. In this case, it's a bit more tricky, a bit more gray area because it's the wrong audience. So we look at that. Okay, uh, the, the fundamental question here is, okay, so is that still okay? Should I just keep trekking forward? Should I just not even worry about it? Hey, that was a blip of the wrong audience. The algorithm will figure it out. I can move on. It's just fine. Should I do that? Or should I do something about the video? Should I private it? And in this case, right? Um. The same could be said about if you have older videos on your channel, not even this specific case where it's just currently doing well. If you just have older videos on your channel that are not as applicable to what you're currently doing, the audience umbrella you're targeting right now, you have older videos, what should you do about those? Should you just leave them? In most cases, I'm going to give the, the, the first level answer. 
in most cases, if you have a smaller channel, meaning you, you're not regularly getting at least 500 views on that, that's the benchmark, I would say, at least 500 views on a baseline on every video. In most cases, I would say it's more, if, if your channel's smaller than that, it's more valuable to spend the time and the resources and the thought, concern, you know, what the question in your mind, it's more valuable to spend that time on newer content, making better new content rather than worrying about the older content dragging your channel down or, or things like that, okay? That's the general rule I would give. A larger channel, it will be more affected by it for a few reasons, which I'm gonna go over here in a few minutes. Um, but that's the general rule. So if, you're, if your channel is at that point and you've got these wonderings, you can listen to the rest of this episode, maybe do a few things, but please do not spend a lot of time worrying or concerned about whatever else I'm gonna be covering in this. Um, if your channel is larger, then maybe you know perk up a little bit here because several of these concepts will be applicable to you, as well as if you are as in the future as your channel is growing, if you're at a, uh, if your channel's at a smaller stage, okay? All right, I just wanted to say that to reassure you and say, look, this is just a thing. It's not going to completely destroy your channel in most cases. There are some rare cases that it might be beneficial to take some action, which is what I'm going to go over here. Okay, so fundamentally, back to this point, this question. Uh, it, it, I have an off-topic video or an off-theme, an off-archetype video. It's doing well. It's bringing in a lot of audience, a lot of views, and it's not necessarily the audience that I'm looking for, okay? So let me tell you some observations, some things that I am seeing on YouTube. Something about the algorithm reads topic authority this way. Now, if you have not yet listened to the episode about topic authority, I highly recommend that you listen to it because it will add context to what I'm saying. It was a few episodes ago. I, I don't remember how many before this, two or three before this one uh, about topic authority. Um, because it's a great discussion about how it, I, I used to not think it was a thing, but it actually, I'm seeing more and more indicators that it is a thing, a channel's topic authority. So here, how I see the algorithm treating videos on YouTube. So if I have a video that does outstanding for my channel, and it, usually I'm seeing this on, on channels that um, have started to get a bit of traction. They've got a good baseline of views. I do a video that is outstanding. If my standard video gets, uh, let's say, 5,000, 2 to 5,000 views, these are just example numbers, no, no uh, like exact math to this yet. And I get a video that gets 90,000 views. Um, the algorithm takes note of that. This is just observations. Again, this is not the, the law, and no way I've not spoken with anybody at YouTube about this. It's just based off of what I am seeing, patterns. I, I have a talent for recognizing patterns, which I think is part of what's helping <laughs> in this uh, YouTube space. Um, so I have a standout video. The algorithm will associate several aspects of that video with my channel and with my audience. So things like topic, I'm going to speak in terms of topic at this point. Um, big examples of this, in the earlier stages of the Channel Makers channel, I made a video about YouTube shorts and it did that, exactly that scenario. It took off and so the channel started being associated with YouTube shorts. So what does that do? It made it so that I'm, I'm going to 
speak on a fundamental or, or a uh, high level observations here, and then I'm going to apply it to this question of should you delete videos or private videos from your channel? Okay. So it made it so that when I published another video about the topic of YouTube shorts, that video was more likely to have more authority and be more surfaced for more audience about YouTube shorts. Audience that had interest in YouTube shorts were more likely to see my video because there was an association of topical authority. I hope you're following thus far. Okay, so that's the first thing I'm seeing. The second thing I see is part of that same, some sort of association that happens with the algorithm is it affects search results, meaning the auto suggests when someone searches. So for example, if you go into YouTube and you type in channel makers, there's a likelihood that shorts is going to appear as one of the suggested items because there was enough attention, enough data to draw that association. And so search associated those two things. That's the next thing I'm seeing. The next thing I'm seeing is audience suggestions, meaning suggested content, which is pulling it back to this original thread here um, from Project 24 member um, Rise8. The audience has associations with this thing. So, so if... Um, Somebody is, uh, let's say, I'll take it back to channel makers. I make some videos about YouTube shorts. There's some association going on there. If somebody is studying YouTube shorts elsewhere on YouTube, watching other videos, my videos are more likely to be shown to them because of this authority thing, this association that I'm seeing the algorithm do. Okay. Hope you're following thus far. Okay. So what does that all say to you? If you're listening thus far, what is that saying to you? To me, I pull, I look at this and I pull out, okay, they're obviously pulling individual videos to garner some sort of topic authority or association. So if I have an individual video pop out that, that does exceptionally well, and this applies, uh, this has applied almost every time I've seen a video on channel makers do stand out well, then that association factor plays. It, it starts associating it. So um, there was another one, uh, how to get 4,000 watch hours into the simple strategy. I don't remember, something like that. And so it's an auto suggest now, channel makers, 4,000 watch hours. Like it, it's almost started to be predictable for me. So if you have a video that's standing out more from the rest of your videos, and I don't know where the threshold is yet. I don't know if it's, if your normal video has 50 views and you have one that gets 500, is that an association, associated video? I don't know at this point. But what I do know is if the video starts getting in factors of multiple tens of thousands at least views, then it starts to definitely have that kind of association. So if you have a video do that, your channel is now associated with that topic for better or for worse. So I think you see where I'm going with this. If it's the wrong topic, like really wrong topic, if your channel is about uh, woodworking and you just do a one-off video about uh, landscaping and, you know, wood, wood features and landscaping, but the video is pretty obviously a landscaping style of video, and you're bringing in audience that are there for landscaping, but not for woodworking, you can see where that would start to create some concerns. This is one of the fundamental reasons why viral videos are almost always useless for channels because of this. And I don't think enough people understand this. In fact, I don't know if I've ever said this publicly. This is why I'm seeing this be an issue because 
a viral video, well, on surface level, you get a viral video. If it's just entertainment, they don't feel a lot of connection with you as a channel maker. They don't care. They watch it. They're not going to subscribe. They don't care. It was just funny video. That's great. It was a meme video or something. But a lot of times you have one video that takes off that's not associated with the rest of the content. Even if people subscribe from that video, they see the rest of your content. They say, well, that's kind of useless. Like, what's going on with that? And they won't watch it. That's one reason. But also, literally, the topical association is getting a bit um, uh, confused in the algorithm's eyes, okay? So, um, back to this point of if you have a video takeoff to get multiple tens of thousands or more views on your channel and you start to see this pattern going on, exactly what I've been describing thus far, this is when I'm going to start looking at privating that video. Wrong topic, wrong audience, even if it's the right topic, but the audience is wrong. Like that video seems to be attracting the audience that you're not looking for. And I, the reason I put that qualifier of a, it's getting a lot of views, a lot of views, is because you have a much better indication um, in your backend analytics, you can look at, okay, well, who's the audience, you know, um, and look at the comments, read that and see, okay, is this, is this bringing in the right audience? If it's very wrong, then that's another cause to potentially private that video because it's essentially not doing anything for your channel and potentially doing harmful things because of the wrong topic association. I hope you're following thus far. I hope you are. <laughs> I'm so funny. I'll ask questions like that and I'll say, as if you're going to answer, you can say, yes, Nate. <laughs> but of course you're not. Uh, anyway, uh, sometimes I crack myself up here. Okay, so that's the next next reason. Um, the next reason why I would consider privating an old or, uns, you know, an old video is you if you disagree with yourself. If you say something in that video that's just blatantly, completely, you do not agree with, you think it's bad, and for your own um, peace of mind, it's time to say, yeah, let's, you know, let's sunlight that or what's that? sunset that video. Say, yeah, we're not going to have that one public, even if it's something that um, it's still getting views. Um, it's something, a question to answer for yourself. <laughs> if that, if I really do not think that that's accurate and it's actually misleading people. Okay, so there's two, two options. I'll give it this. If it keeps getting views, you could consider um, either cutting out a portion of the video and post, you can just go into the YouTube editor, cut out that segment that you disagree with, or add a pinned comment that's saying, update, I now disagree with what I said in this video, and I made a video about why, and then link to another video. That could be very interesting, because if somebody is watching your video and they see that, they got to watch your other video and say, whoa, 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 they changed their mind, why? Or you could even add a timestamp and say, at uh, minute four and 54 seconds, I say something that I do not agree with, um, here's my update. And then you link to a future video. Um, there are many cases where that makes just fine sense from an algorithm association standpoint. Usually in those types of videos, it's still on targets or on points or on topic with your uh, same audience. So you're not going to have the weird off uh, association going on with the audience, the wrong umbrella. So in that case, it's not as damaging in my mind to keep it up and just redirect people. Okay, next point. Next reason when I would consider privating old or uh, unsuccessful videos. Sorry, I keep saying unsuccessful videos. And this is actually what I mean at <laughs> this last point, this next point, is quality issues. Um, if there is an older video that really just has some, reflects badly 
on you as the channel maker by the quality or or just really janky stuff happens in the video, then I would consider privating that video because if it's something that you would genuinely be embarrassed or not want people to see because of quality issues, then I would consider putting that one on private. Um, now, <laughs> there's a few big buts on this one. <laughs> a few big reasons why I would not do that. Um, only would I uh, uh, consider privating this. Okay, so I would only consider privating this if it's flatlined, meaning it's not getting significant new views on it. Uh, if it's only if I've, and only if I've made a better, newer video. Only at that point. I'm going to use an example here. There's a video. It's an old janky video on Channel Makers that I have just kept up because it keeps getting views and comments and interaction. That video has, I don't know, I haven't looked recently. When I first published it, it got, I don't know, a thousand views on it. And now it's got over 60,000. It just keeps getting views on it. It's the one, I mean, if you're curious, you can go find the one. It's the one about how often should you be publishing videos, not what you think. And the thumbnail, it's, I have this like big, like every 4.64 days, something like that in it. The quality is awful. Like the, the lighting on my forehead is really bad. Like it's really bright because I filmed it in front of a mirror, uh, window. And so the, the computer's shading like from my eyes down, but not above. So my forehead is just glowing practically. And it's a freaking 20 minute video. Did not need to be a 20 minute video. And for the first half of the, I don't know if I want to tell you this. For the first half of the video, I, I, I saw this. I, I don't know. Maybe I just see this because of myself. For the first, like, I don't know, half of the video, I totally have, like, a booger in my nose. It's so embarrassing. There, I said it. I've never said that publicly. I totally do, and it's so distracting to me. Awful, awful. I think it's awful. I think the study was great. The amount of effort that went into it was great. Um, but it keeps getting interaction. Now, what I consider in this case privating that video? Absolutely not. Because it's still getting attention. It's still getting stuff. The only time I would consider privating it is exactly in this case, if I were to make a newer, better video, then I would say, okay. And then even then, I don't know if I would private at the same time. I might let the new video have some time to get some exposure and maybe even put pinned comment and screen type of thing on the old video, pointing to the new one, similarly saying, hey, Thanks for watching this one. I made a new one that's much more updated and better for these reasons, you know, ABC reasons. Um, go watch that next, you know, go watch that video next. And then only after giving it a few months of time for the new one to kind of pick up some steam, then I might consider privating the old one then. But you realize there's, there's additional effort in that. I have to make a new video, you know, I have to take that time to make it a better video. I have to do a lot of factors that aren't necessarily being damaged because the old video is up there. It's an old video, you know, all these things that I'm embarrassed about. It's too long, all that, but the watch time's just fine. Like it's doing fine. Uh, the lighting's bad, but the, the bottom line is the video is still doing fine. So I think you're picking up what I'm, what I'm laying down here. That is the, that's the example of quality issues, Okay. So we've got wrong topic, wrong audience, but the same, same topic is attracting the wrong audience. Um, disagreement with yourself, like you changed your mind and it's a big deal. But even then we talked about, you know, maybe calling out yourself and pointing to the new video and then quality issues. Now, notice one of these 
one of these pointers for privating old videos is not you feel embarrassed. I, I did mention that earlier, but that's not grounds itself to get rid of an old video. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it to you here. <laughs> the, it's not grounds for privating an old video just because you feel embarrassed about it. You feel awkward about that video because it's, you're not your audience, right? And we're, we're our own worst critics. So anyway, I could talk more on that, but I think you get the point I'm making here. If it's still a good video and it still performs well or has the potential to perform well as your channel grows, then keep that video up. Please keep that video up. Okay, so circling back around here, I feel like we've answered this question about uh, the original thread asking about privating one of your, you know, making one of your most best performing videos private. If it's for one of those reasons, then yes, I would consider privating one of those videos. Uh, one of these reasons that we outlined thus far, I would strongly consider it. Okay, um, so look at your own channel. If there's something going on in your own channel, you feel like this is going on, then yeah, maybe look into it. Okay, that's it for that. There was one other observation. I've never had a place to share this before, but consider this the bonus on this episode. You see, a while back, I did an experiment with my audience on Channel Makers asking about the best for viewer end screen. So the one, you know, when you schedule a video and you can say, hey, let YouTube decide what, what video is best for viewer. Now, most of the time, I do not recommend doing that, but I did an experiment a little while back on a video. It was about YouTube Shorts and it was, um, hey, and I asked at the end, I said, okay, I'm gonna let YouTube recommend this next video for you. If you wouldn't mind in the comments telling me what is this video? Like, what's the video that shows up? First of all, that led to a lot of interaction, a lot of comments on the video, which was kind of cool because people felt like they were participating in that experiment. But the other thing was my big curiosity was how is that associated? Like how does YouTube decide what best for viewer is? And so I have some observations for you. You ready? <laughs> Again, these are patterns. Uh, this is not exact science, but... I'm seeing some stuff, so I wanted to share it with you, and hopefully it's helpful for you. So best for viewer is not necessarily associated with topic of the video that they are watching. So this video was very clearly about YouTube Shorts, and the audience, I'm sure a lot of them, were watching for YouTube Shorts. However, the best for viewer, most of the comments that I got responding to that were not about another, it was not another video on my channel about YouTube Shorts. There was not that association with the best for viewer um, uh, option on the end screen. So interesting to know, huh? Topic did not seem to directly affect it. Things that did seem to directly affect it was recency and popularity. So how recent the video, the video was. So on this video, when it was published, um, one of the most it was more likely to suggest a video that was more recent on your channel. We know that YouTube uh, values recency a lot of content. And so how recent the video was made it more likely to be suggested to the audience in the end screen. And that, especially when combined with the popularity, recency plus popularity, meaning a video did especially well for your audience on your channel, that made it much more likely to show up which in the case of this video, when it was originally published, it was oh, several months ago now, 
when it was originally published, most of the comments were stating another um, video of mine called Making Extremely Clickable Thumbnails, which, interestingly enough, was a longer video. It was a hub video, a video that kept people on YouTube longer. So that's potential another factor that led into that. Uh, So recency, popularity, and it was happy with the algorithm, meaning it kept people on YouTube longer. Just some interesting observations there. Now, as far as deciding whether to do that yourself, I am just fine if you use the best reviewer um, video thing (laughs) and screen option. Most of the time, I would prefer if it fits your content type to direct people to a specific location because you know your channel better and you also know your audience better than the algorithm. I mean, they know a lot of data points, but you know how you want to direct your audience. And so having that control, most of the time, I'm going to suggest you direct them to a specific video or a specific playlist. But if occasionally you feel like putting it or you just didn't pre-plan something, it's just last minute like, oh, oh. You could just say something like, hey, watch this video next. It's a pretty awesome one. Another video on my channel and just put it as best reviewer and then let the algorithm do its thing. All right, that's my suggestion for you. Hopefully you've been finding that really interesting. It's a good discussion. If you have additional uh, questions, et cetera, come to, feel free to come to a mastermind or ask in the uh, Project 24 community. You guys are doing awesome. I just wanted to say this. The amount of support that I see going on, I wish I could remember the thread. There was one I was reading recently that the comments were just so good. And I would say, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I would have said, the exact kind of support I would want. I would hope to see for myself in a similar situation. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next episode. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.